I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together, we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit and what's totally good morning, evening, afternoon, lunchtime, later, the middle of the night, whenever you're listening to the pod. It is episode 24 of We Watch Anything, the show that digs through Netflix's dirty little corners and finds its succulent bits. And <laughs> it's almost a very auspicious day, Jono. Do you realise what it is? No. It's nearly our birthday. I don't know if we can celebrate like a couple of days before the birthday or if we need to, you know, sort of sing happy birthday to pod next episode. But we're basically, by the time this comes out, going to be about three or four days of a year, a whole year of our little baby being born into the world and mewling and screaming at everyone out there. I did not know that. That is, wow. Really? 9th of June, I think, is when we went up on iTunes. Wowzers. That's really cool. What was the first three films we did? We did... Uh, well, uh, we did Creature Features for the first one. Beast of the Bering Sea. Yours was... What um, was your film? It was... Uh, yes, it was definitely a <laughs> film. Uh, oh, I've remembered. I've remembered. I've remembered. It was... Oh, now here it comes. Uh, it was the Fish Heads. Oh, um, yeah, Snake Snakehead heads. Swamp. <laughs> Snakehead Swamp. Which heads. I still actually feel quite fondly towards in one of those sort of terrible sci-fi movies. Yeah, kind of way. Yeah. They they were both sci-fi channel flicks. I think they were they? both sci-fi channel flicks. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and then the third one was our first disagreement because the third one was late phases or last late, phases or last phases. I can't remember or... which one it is. It had about four different titles. <laughs> I know, I know. It regularly changes. I still keep an eye on it from time to time. Well, to, to see, see if, if it's, it's moved. Its name again. Yeah. <laughs> but I quite like that. I had that bloke from Stakeland in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is our topic this week, my friend? Uh, slasher films. Oh yeah, <clears throat> which was your choice? Am I right? Yes, yes. it was. Yeah. I couldn't remember for a while if it was mine or yours, but yes, it was my choice. I figured we we've we've been sort of paddling in the horror pool for a while mm. a bit recently, and I realised we'd never been near slashes. And frankly, there seemed to be quite a few on Netflix, but I I, I figured we didn't need to go classic because we've seen a lot of the classics, as yeah. have I'm sure our listeners. But what we haven't done is seen a lot of the modern slashes, especially not. I mean, avoiding remakes because, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, I was quite tempted to see some of the remakes, but it's just always quite irritating, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I that's thing. I don't mind them endlessly remaking these things, but it's just half the time it just seems like a total waste of. I just think, where, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you, I don't need a remake of the stepfather or whatever it was called. Was it I, stepfather? Yeah, or stepdad. Step, stepfather. I um, yeah. it's one of the things I I I'm very much in two minds. Like I kind of go a lot of the time. Why are you bothering? Because he's cost so much money. Mm. And then you go, why, why didn't you just make something original? But then, you know, there is the argument. People say, well, a theatre will put on a play and then another theatre will put on that play, you know, a year later or whatever. And it's a different cast and a different staging. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. I mean, a ballet, frankly, ballet takes the same choreography. Yeah, and in fact, The Stepfather's quite a good example of the kind of one which possibly is worth remaking in that The Stepfather was never a huge film, was it? You know, it wasn't no, like no, Halloween. But, no. But equally, I just, I, I think I just, you just, I just get fed up with them. But I think, you know, I've not a slasher, but 
I've very much avoided the remake of Evil Dead because I think, I mean, oh. that, that mm. Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, I mean, Evil Dead 2 essentially is a remake anyway, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, why? why? They're so intrinsically bound up in Sam Raimi. Um, I did start watching it, and I turned it off after. I think I gave it ten minutes, and then yeah. I just thought, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be. Any bit, I need, I don't need to know what this is like. <laughs> you you know, know, I just thought, I, there's no, there's no, there's no value here. If you know either. anything about what he did in his, you know, his formative years and how those movies actually came about, remaking them just seems like the most pointless sort of travisistic, which is a whole new adjective I've made up, waste of. Point money and time and you go why would you even you know uh, well we could go down the ghostbusters route endlessly um i've not seen the new ghostbusters yet well i didn't mind it but i didn't what i guess i've still never seen ghostbusters 2 it's not that great i think i saw it in the cinema twice but it's really not that great that's another sequels one i've just never wanted to go there i think i've seen i've seen bits of it you know it's so old now i've seen bits of it on tv although ghostbusters 2 i don't know when you realize but it's not a slasher movie oh really weird (laughs) So, uh, to start the knife-covered ball rolling, Jono, what start did you get? Start the knife-covered ball rolling. That's really weird. But okay, I'm going to start now, because <laughs> you've just left me with that weird image. Um, okay, my film is Most Likely to Die. Yeah. 2015. It's an American slasher movie, um, and it's directed by Anthony De, De, Blasi, De Blasi. De Blasi, I think oh, I probably pronounced. Yeah, anyway... Um, it's set in a house, a posh house. Um, I get the impression it's somewhere sort of like in the hills in Los Angeles, but not okay. quite sure. But either way, it's a house. And it's the night before a 10-year um, high school reunion. And a bunch of mates gather in this house one by one. And um, because it's like a pre... It's, it's a it's bunch like a of pre-party. A pre-party party. Are, are these exactly. guys who've kept in touch or are these people? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So they've, they've, still, they've, they've kept loosely in touch... Yeah, they don't. Well, no, as in they don't see each other every day. They still see each other quite seldom, but they were a tight knit group okay. who were really good friends in school. They don't see each other all the time now, but they're getting together for a pre-party party. Yeah. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Oh, I've just um, I've just clicked most likely to. That was that's the yearbook phrase, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So that's not a thing that we in Britain do. I, I, I no. wonder if people have started as because you know we we have proms in this country yeah, well, now. Yeah, we used to we used to have we balls. Used to. Now they've yeah. become proms. Exactly. Rump. So these guys gather. And in this house, one hmm. by one, and um, one of them opens a, the old an old yearbook that's just sort of in the house. Right. And her eyes bulge, and she goes, "Oh my God, Ray must have smuggled out an original." And what does that mean? And you learn that it's because they focus in, and one of the pictures has been all scrawled out. And instead of the normal things like "Oh, most likely to," I don't know, turn into a pig or whatever. Yeah. Someone has put "most likely to die." And through the script, we learn that all of the people who all of these mates that have gathered had a hand in this really horrible prank where one of the rather bullied members of the school, they basically they 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 got in, they messed up the print run. You know, they sneaked in and changed the yearbook. So all the yearbooks went out with this one person's face horribly disfigured and the words most likely to die. You know, it was a horrible prank. Yes. Okay. Carrie-esque. Yeah, exactly. So they all they're all discussing it and expressing regret, and it turns okay, out okay they guy, don't feel proud of this then. Still, no, they? no, they're going oh my god because it turns out that the guy who they pranked, yeah, who had who was already the you know the the target of of bullies, um, 
and he's known. I think not by. His, I think he's known as John Doe, but that's obviously not his real name. You know that, but that's just was his nickname kind of thing. But anyway, they talk about him and say afterwards, you know, he got found with a gun in his locker and was then expelled and ended up in juvie, which I believe is short for juvenile detention. Whatever's. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? I think so. Um, <laughs> and then while well, they're talking school about detention, I mean, as in juvenile, as in you know, pr- juvenile, juvenile badness. Prison. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes. for prison. So, you know, his life went down the toilet, in, but, and this was just a, another straw broke cattle, ca- cattle's back. Oh, you know what I'm saying. That's a camel's pretty, uh, I don't <laughs> know, which is, is it hard to break a camel's back or a cattle's back? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, Camels are pretty robust, they live in the desert. Yeah, but cattle, that's multiple cows, dude. I mean, how oh. easy is it to break the backs of multiple cows with, with just one piece of straw? I mean, it's virtually impossible. That's entirely true. I wouldn't say true. it's completely impossible, but virtually impossible. Yeah. Oh, oh anyway, oh, so, so one more thing. So the, the picture has also had the word die written on the forehead of the picture. Right. In that, in that yearbook. Anyway, so they're getting drunk, and then you realise that some people haven't turned up yet, and then, and then one bloke that they're all waiting for to turn up Brad arrives at last. Brad. And and it turns out he, he never graduated as it happened, but he's become the biggest, most successful person out of this group of friends because he's now a TV star playing a character called Rock Manon, <laughs> which I think is quite cool, a private eye. And he turns up with this supermodel girlfriend who's incredibly beautiful, and you quickly learn that sort of there are sort of sparks between him and the sort of... There are various characters in this, obviously, but the main star who you kind of see it through, although it's definitely a you know a multiple, what's it called, a um, ensemble piece. Yeah. But the main star kind of is Heather Morris. Do you know Heather Morris from Glee? Mm. Oh yes, 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 yes. I've only I've seen the first like two seasons of Glee. I quite liked it. Okay, well Heather Morris is the, is the main person in this, and okay. her thing, by the way, is that since graduating, she's a professional poker player. So that's oh. two podcasts in a row where we've had a poker thing. Anyway, this Brad guy arrives, and there are sort of sparks between her and him, and you and you sort of you learn that obviously they were in a relationship at one point, and it ended badly, and you don't learn that how quite straight away. Then they they start being killed off in this house. <laughs> so I should have said that right at the very beginning. I realised my review's a bit back to front here, but right at the very beginning, the first person to turn up for the party gets killed and you don't really see it then all the others gather up and they go oh where is she where is she oh sorry so you so right at the beginning of the movie you see a death kind of thing yeah you see a death right at the beginning sorry i really should have said that at the beginning Apologies. <laughs> that might have <laughs> been just, useful don't know no i know i was just getting to the setup so right at the beginning one of the characters has been horribly killed yeah and you don't, but you don't sort of see it in detail you just see that a badness has happened okay then after a few more of these sort of scene-setting scenes with these these characters interacting and sort of general old friend banter, a corpse turns up in the way it does. And it turns up and it's this uh, female character and she's sort of been strung up by fairy lights with her name written above her and her throat is cut. And obviously from that point on... Is it a bit like the, the guard when you get strung up in Silence of the Lambs? Little bit. It seems to be sort of inside a box... Inside of sort of box with a generator, it's quite weird. Mm. I don't, I can't can't figure out what the box would be for, but it's like a big metal outdoor box. I just sort of think, Probably, is it a generator housing? Yeah, I suppose it might be. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those big metal boxes with a swimming pool inside. I didn't know what it was what? doing there. <laughs> Do people have generator housings? Well, I imagine so. Yeah, because generators could they need to be protected from the elements. All oh, right. How do you know this? I don't know. We use them. I have generators. Not at, ha- not at home, but I need to use them at work sometimes. 
Right. Wow, dude. Um, I've whole trucks of generators. <laughs> and then gradually they start getting picked off in the way of slasher movies. And the person that's picking them off is dressed up in a uh, all right, what the mortarboard, mortarboard and gown. You know, like yes, someone who's graduated. Some sort of graduation outfit. And what's quite cool is that I didn't realise this straight away in the first death. I might have to watch it again to see if it said, but, like, but I think it's death number three. Mm. This um, mortarboarded bad guy with a sort of weird, creepy mask face and the word die written across his head Ooh. kills someone by sort of headbutting them with his spiky sharp oh, mortarboard cool. and then using it to, to cut that same person's throat. So it's, yeah, so death he's a, wepo- he, a weaponised um, mortarboard. Graduate. Graduate, <laughs> weaponized graduate, exactly. Um, and so, you know, the corpses start turning up, and and people basically all the the fuel lines of the cars have been cut. There's um, oh, Jake 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 Busey's in this. Oh, really? It's a weird, yes, but it's a weird sort of like 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 a character. He's just sort of a weird, creepy older dude who's who seems to be sort of just a bit like a um, uh, oh, what's the word? What's the word? A caretaker for the house or something. Okay. And he hardly has any lines. He just sort of sits around in the background and, and, and like there's a bit where quite a long scene where the supermodel woman is undressing and he creepily stares at her through the <laughs> through the window. But it's actually really creepy because the director films loads of this woman undressing. Is it, you know, is it like, slasher movie gratuitous nudity? <laughs> yes, really gratuitous. And um, they all start dying and... Um, Oh yeah, and the, the fuel lines have been cut. Various expeditions. Meanwhile, there's um, you know, the love plot between those two, the, the 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 main woman and her ex sort of you know sort of fires up. The supermodel doesn't last very long, so that relationship's over. Um, <laughs> and then that's 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 the biggest tragedy. Yes, the relationship exactly. died that day. And there are a couple of sort of jump scares. This mortarboard face is is moderately creepy. Mm. Um, so do you just see, you, do you see the person's face, or do you just see mortarboard and the die on the forehead kind of vibe? Yeah, it's just it's just mortarboard die on the forehead, and um and and a sort of you know it's just like a, a sort of white a white sort of face with sort of slashy dark marks on it. And oh, stuff. okay. So it's like a mask. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, and the plot gets quite twisty, turny, and yeah. um, one of the other sort of. Uh, Actors, I should really mention, is are you aware of the work of Perez Hilton? Yes, I am aware of the work of, not 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 in depth, but I know who Perez Hilton is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is Perez Hilton is in this. Oh. He acts in this. Right. He's he's a um, he's playing a a a homosexual friend of the group. He's a homosexual. That's very much part of his character. And it turns out he's ended up in prison, although that's not known by the rest of the group, and he skipped parole to be at this party. Okay. Um, and, yeah, um, I think I suppose it's time to come to the review. I feel like I've burbled a bit. I don't feel like I've been as focused as I it's sometimes been, it's am. It's been with quite, my... a, quite a, uh, a, a comprehensive summary. Yeah, have I, have I been going on too long? Is no, that what no, you're no, saying? No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, they hit us with your review. I, I mean, I have an inkling. No, oh, do you? What, what's your inkling? Well, I think you quite liked this, didn't you? No, it's terrible. Oh, really? No, but I suppose. I mean, no, it's really, really awful. But you know, I did. I sort of came away from it going. I suppose, right. This is my review. I think the thing is, because we do a podcast, this is sort of my job. And if I'd watched this as a punter, I think I would have. <laughs> I think I would have given up. I would have switched off. But oh, as it really? was, it was my duty to keep watching. Yeah. And by the end, I wasn't resenting the film anymore. I'd kind of. I'd gone through the resentment. 
into a place of quite enjoying its company. Because the thing is, it, it's genuinely terrible. Okay, the, um, just just the the sort of dialogue in the scene where they all turn up at the house is just it's just a bit sort of naff and like. It just, you just didn't believe that these people had actually met each other before. Yeah. But at the same time, you can tell the writers like liked Scream and things like that. Yeah. And it's quite and there's quite good there's quite sort of imaginative deaths every now and then. But it's just it's just basically bad, but kind of enjoyably amateurish. I think this is another example. That sounds of the kind like a classic film. slasher, though, in many ways. <laughs> yeah, I think. Like, I mean, we're maybe not talking it's... about like the upper, you know, the upper echelons but just a sort of you know classic bog standardy yeah i think the thing is kind of yes yes okay i know what you mean i think i think the thing is that this it was amateurish enough that that it didn't quite have that charm and it also seemed bizarrely dated it almost seemed like a film that was okay if it had been 1997 this script would have been um, bought by a major studio and been polished and been, you know, very much like out in that wave yeah, it, of like. It sounds like a time. sort of um, I know what you did last summer kind of. Exactly, vibe. yeah. And I feel like then it might have been a better film. As it was, it just felt oh, just not that good. And just and and the interplay, you know, Paris Hilton, it would be very easy to slag off his work. But I mean, he and it's not because he's not very good. But at the same time, I kind of I quite enjoyed seeing him act. Someone's force-fed an ice hockey stick, you know, like all the oh, way down. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, it's, but it's not scary. I quite it did kind of make me laugh that they had the weaponized. Um, a weaponized um, waterboard. I like that. Yeah, but I mean, there were times when it got bad enough near the beginning when I was really thinking of Krampus the Christmas, the Christmas Interesting. Devil. Interesting, really, but that it's, badly it's, made, that amateurishly made. It just it re- put me in mind of that, but no, it never got as bad as that. Mm-hmm. But it just put me in mind of it, and I've almost lost patience with it. But like I say, by the end, it had sort of pulled me back. Is it good? No, God, no, it's terrible. Is it um, worth watching? Because I still sort of to want say, to. Difficult to say. I think. I mean, I don't think it is. No, but I think if you were kind of like had a bunch of mates round, had a few beers, whatever, you could maybe yeah. be quite enjoyable in that so bad it's good kind of way. I mean. Um, Shall we start our brilliant new feature? What's our brilliant new feature called, Benjamin? It's going to be called Best Line, Worst Line. Yeah. And the reason we... I mean, the thing is that with, some, this, with this particular film, they were, <laughs> this, the lines were so, so sort of average. They, they, it almost feel like every single one was a best line at the same time as a worst line. They just, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's kind of almost quite average lines. Um, but uh, so... This is the worst line because it's just there's something so yeah okay and it's just it's really boring because it's just one point a character says, "God, this is just so surreal." Right. Yeah. Right. This is just so surreal. They said, as people are getting saw. dismembered. No, no, just say as they were discussing the situation. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot of script like that. <laughs> And the only and and the best line I'm going to give it to Paris Hilton just because I you know there are not many films with this dude in yeah and so I feel like he's going to have the best line and it's really not a best line really but anyway there's a bit where a female character is looking around just to try and find people and she opens a closet I think they call them and she screams and Paris Hilton is hiding in there and he's holding a saucepan and he's all frightened and they scream really loudly at each other and she says Freddie Jesus what are you doing and he says I'm having some fucking cookies I eat when I get stressed ah. 
I mean, delivered like a pro then, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to do an impression of him, for God's sake. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's going to have to be a D minus. Ooh, D minus, not even a D. I was expecting a, a mid-level D. If you're yeah. going to go minus, that's... I mean, look, go. With, I haven't seen it. I can't I can't uh, influence your decision. I think it's going to have to be D minus. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I still might watch it. Okay, I, good. I, I still good. think that that doesn't... It sounds like something that... I'd be interested to know whether I have more patience with it, because I have slightly more patience for utter shit than you do, I think. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I like the idea. You know, I thought this was quite... You know, because people are getting off... Oh, I've just realised a point I really should have made. The point is... Oh, this is... I'm, this has been a... I've been so pants. They're not only getting killed, but they're getting killed in a way that reflects their, you know, most likely to Oh, brilliant. So, like, the woman who's, you know, her most likely to thing was most likely to see her name in lights or something like that. Right. And she's strung up with fairy lights with her name above her. Gotcha. How did I leave that out of my review, Benjamin? Well, I'm just glad you brought it in at the end. Instead of doing the thing I often do, and we go, brilliant, is that the record done? Yes, we'll press stop. And they go, oh, I didn't mention the (laughs) thing that was really pivotal, even though I was looking at my notes. So uh, I think it's great that you managed to pull that back from the brink. And, <laughs> I think you can um, tell. I, I had in. a good time. I had a good time. This, with this is what film. I was saying. This is why I said I think you enjoyed it and why I still might watch it because you obviously did have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. It's just it is terrible. <laughs> well, let's move on to mine then. Which yes, is let's do that. A, a, a different kettle of fish in many ways. <laughs> a different kettle, a different knifey kettle of fish to <laughs> Stop the, uh... doing your weird links. <laughs> stop, stop trying to get knives in there. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> knives are always around. Um, <laughs> so, my movie um, is called The Final Girls. The Final Girls. The Final Girls. A title which will become clear later on if I remember to explain why it's called The Final Girls. Okay. So... Um, to give you a brief pricey, our hero, mm-hmm. who is um, unpronounceable, she's not unpronounceable, but she has a very hard to pronounce a name. I've always, I've always thought. Um, did have you watched um, uh, American Horror Story at all? Yes, I watched the first two seasons. I think she's in the second season. She's definitely in the third. It's Tysa Farmiga. Okay. Now. You know her elder sister, Vera Farmiga, yeah. who is, you know, like in um, The Departed and yeah, yeah, who's yeah. in The Departed and uh, Up in the Air and many things and I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, Taisa is her much younger sister who is in many seasons of American Horror Story. Okay. Now, and is fab in them. She's in the, she's in my, I, the, the witchy one's my favourite one. She's in that. I love that one. Um, okay. Anyway, so she basically, um, the movie opens... And she has picked her mother up, or she's in the car waiting for her mother, who's at an audition. And her mum is kind of like, uh, they're in um, LA, and her mum is sort of, you know, early 40s, blonde, um, still trying to make make it as an actress. And she complains that the only... um, The only thing she's still known for, because the casting director goes, I know you from somewhere, I know you from somewhere. And it's from this movie called Camp Bloodbath she made when she was kind of like an early 20s. So she's in this absolutely seminal 
horror flick that um, that people still recognise her from. Right. And uh, they are driving away and they're like, you know, they're talking. It's all very kind of like, you know, single mom and daughter, very tight relationship. Very sweet. And then suddenly, boom, road traffic accident. Oh. Um, and then it's fast forward a couple of years and um, Taisa is with her mate three years later, I think. She's with her mate who is uh, Alia Shawcat. Do you know Alia Shawcat? Yes, so do she I? Was, I'm not sure. She was maybe in Arrested Development. Right, and, okay. And she's in um, Green Room as well. Another okay. Another cracking one on horror, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're together. And then uh, her, uh, maybe, sorry, Alia Shawcat's uh, stepbrother starts trying to convince... Um, uh, Taisa Farmiga to come along and be the celebrity guest at a college screening of Camp Bloodbath 1 and 2 because her mum was in it and um, he you know it's, it's it's like you know it's a classic it's it's it, they're on the university campus so it's a real kind of like you know like whoa cool there's awesome slasher movie we're doing a thing yeah and eventually she relents and comes along even though it's the anniversary of her mum's death um, and there is a fire in the cinema and this is when it all gets extremely well it, they escape the they escape the fire yeah. by climbing through a rent in the screen okay they get up to the front yeah. and suddenly it all gets very very meta oh. because they wake up in a forest and they they sort of meet up and they go to the road and this car comes along and they're like okay and then someone comes the car stops next to them and go which way to camp bloodbath and they're like oh. oh and then the car drives off and then it turns a bit groundhog day and the car comes back again they're like hey which way to camp bloodbath and the the the, the half brother whatever who's like totally into the movie he goes ha ha this is the script. You've got to play along. So he says, it's just up there. Deedly, deedly, dee. And they get in the back. And then it gets like get the super meta because obviously her mum, her dead mother, mm-hmm. is in the car because she's one of the characters. Yeah. But she's had no idea that she's her mother. Right. Um, so basically, they, uh, they're in Camp Bloodbath. They have to sort of participate in the movie as it goes forward and they see a couple of deaths which are pretty cool and the the half brother explains he's like whoa well the thing is in these movies and this is a bit scream like you know they have to explain the yeah the, the rules the, thing, the rules but he's like there's always the final girl so that's uh, the idea behind the title of the final girls is we have to they have to work out like one of them's got to be the final girl kind of oh, thing oh i see yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Said, and he sort of said, "Oh, the final girl is kick-ass in Camp Bloodbath. That's awesome." And they think they're observers until they are not. Ah, and I suddenly see. they 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 become melded into the plot, um, and so they are also in danger, and they have to work out how to become not dead. Just but they have to work with the other counselors who think the other the other like the, the, the characters in the movie think they are counselors in at the same camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, I just want to cut in and to say I'm really liking the sound of this. This sounds really intriguing. I'm interested. I want to watch. 
But anyway, it's go quite. On. It's a nice idea. It's you know, it depends if you sort of go if you don't like, if you think sort of meta is a bit arch and it's a bit you no know, modernly or whatever, then you may hate it. But um, otherwise, you will almost certainly really quite enjoy this. Really, um, the rest of the cast, so the camp councillor cast, are good. To bring it one once more back, as often so happens on this podcast, and sometimes I almost think we should do a uh, a Pitch Perfect special <laughs> bumper from Pitch Perfect. Oh, is... him! Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, and Pitch Perfect too. He makes an appearance. You'll be pleased. Oh, to know. does he? Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. It's quite a major well, part. Um, he is he is one of the kind of in the movie camp counselors kind of thing. <laughs> but he's got he's the guy who's constantly trying to sleep with everyone. <laughs> Um, so he, uh, he sort of has, um, he has one of, well, we'll get on to, I'm going to do right now, best lines. Okay. And he has one of my, I, I couldn't choose, one of my two favorite lines when he just walks out sort of, uh, but more setup, apologies. So Tysa, um, is really desperate for her mother not to die, obviously. Naturally. Because her mother, you know, she knows she dies in this movie because she has sex with Bumper. She's not now not pure. Then she gets killed by the killer. And there's, you know, I wouldn't even bother going into the legend of who the killer is, but obviously the killer is some kid that the council has humiliated and end up scarred and burned and then came back for vengeance kind of thing. Okay. Um, but uh, in order to try and keep her safe, she tries to stop her doing naughty things with the bumper character. So they're both in this room and she's trying to convince her that actually maybe she doesn't want to lose her virginity when he just walks out the bathroom naked and kind of goes, genies are already out of the bottle. Make a wish. <laughs> but the best thing about that is they both of them just go, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty good. Um, I'm that not sure that's my funny. favourite line because the, my other favourite line is, ah, huh, I should have known something was up with this place. What kind of summer camp has water beds? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very self-aware, but very funny. There's also this great, very funny sequence where they all have to sit around with the counsellors. And there's like the two groups of the, you know, the, the counsellors in the movie and then them. And the counsellors in the movie are singing Kumbaya without a trace of irony. <laughs> and the four of them are just sort of going, oh my God. Um, that's quite funny. There are... Uh, yeah, it's it, it's a bit like... This Groundhog Day. There's, there's a sprinkling of existence in there as well. Ah, oh, we we both love existence. We do both we? love existence. And there's bit when so there's bit when uh, yeah, there's bits when characters kind of get caught in a game loop. Oh really? Oh, cool. Until you do an action, and then it won't. Then it will move forward. Um, do other, have a, do other people like existence? By the way, because I've never met anyone else who so. likes existence. I don't. I've never met people who've seen existence. Mm. Um, good film. Cracker. Mm. Um, and then there's this really really great bit when they enter flashbacks within a movie um, and they learn later on how to control the flashback mechanism which is really really cool sounds um, so much better than my film I wish I'd had the final girls oh. it was I, I, I would I, you know, obviously I think you probably pick this up from now <laughs> yeah. oh, geez, you really should watch this movie it's great fun there are some great deaths Yeah, there are some um, very funny bits. It's it it is quite self conscious. It's a little bit arch, oh, just a little bit. But then again, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like you know, it takes it's totally 
you know, immersed in its genre and then messing around with it, having a whole bunch of fun. It's a really cool young cast. There's a dude from the Hunger Games in there who's really good. Um, and there's, you know, it's a good cast. It's a good script. It's well executed. There's some really, really nice ideas. There are some great deaths. Um, there's sort of comedy gags about this girl trying to put a, an iPhone into her tape player to make it go and saying it's rubbish, which is quite funny. There's that little bit of, you know... You know. Um, there is... Uh, there's a, Yeah, I, there's a great death involving a bear trap that I'm not even going to tell you any more about. No, don't. Look, the end... The end is a little bit hokey. Oh. Although saying that, the end end, eh, maybe not so. I kind of like the end end, but okay. the end gets a bit cheesy at one point because you know because you've got this thread running through that she's trying to save her mother. Okay, and that's that. You know, there is that. I understand why they put it in there. I, I understand why they put it in there, but there is there is a big old vat of cheese surrounding that, and that leads us to the worst line. Oh, good. when they become best friends, her and her mum, and her sort of future mum says because oh, she's they've already explained the concept of the last the final girls alright so they're kind of like they know that people have got to die because mm. you've got to be left with final girls and her mum says hmm I would have made a really great mum oh. and then and then um, Taisa from she goes yeah the best and that's just a little bit blah, 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 blah. Fingers down throat, please kill me. Oh, um, I don't like that. Yes, and then at which point you're wishing for them both to get scythed to pieces. <laughs> but um frankly, that's uh that that that's 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 easily the worst point of the movie and does give us that terrible worst line. But it does climb back up from there. And they do have that as that conceit, but really it's a pretty Oh, and there's a great use of warrant cherry pie. What more do you need than a movie that brilliantly deploys cherry pie? Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, th- this sounds... I, I'm really quite envious, because, yeah, my, fu- my film... Th- your film sounds so much better than my film. It's really good, actually. Yeah. And you get a preparing for battle montage as well. Oh, there's really? a montage, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no montages um, in mine. Yeah, there's a montage. It, 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 for me, pretty solid B. Maybe a B- minus for the cheesiness of the ending. It hovers mm. in that ground. But I enjoyed it enough for it to be... A B, I think. I might have I to watch this. To and... I would really, look, dude. You would really enjoy it. I'd yeah. love. To, I, actually, I would love to know what you think. I would love to know whether I've been a bit generous because I'm remembering it quite fondly. Mm. Um, whether it's really a B minus. It's certainly out of the C camp. It's, well, it's, it's a B minus or a B. <clears throat> but I'm going to go. I'm going to go and just be nice to it and say it's a B because, frankly, I'm going to watch it again sometime. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really liked everyone in it, and it was just a whole great bunch of fun. That like just had fun with the genre and did something different recently. It was it, cool. It sounds I great. It. I, what I think we should do, actually, dude, is let, let's talk about it briefly next time as well. I will watch this film, and I don't think you should watch um, uh, uh, Most Likely to Die because I don't but think I you'll like to. it. But watch watch the first ten minutes if you promise to do at least that, and then tell me because yeah, yeah, I sure. actually think I was being quite generous to that film <laughs> as well. And I and I think okay, great. your film sounds great. I'm going to watch it, and I'll let you know what I think. Good. Do cool. Good. All right. Well, another film that we're both gonna watch. No, a film we did watch. <laughs> yeah, it's the combo film time. It is combo film time, <laughs> and I picked this one purely on the grounds that it is a slasher movie with Val Kilmer in, and late period Val Kilmer. Our Almost, type you know, of Val Kilmer. Yeah. Current Val Kilmer, and I was like, well, what's Val up to? <laughs> Let's watch this and find out. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so do you want to kick off the uh, the summary? Well, okay, I'll try. Um, this this film's called The Traveller. Yes, it is. That's a good, ominous horror title. I like that. Yeah, not um, about gypsies. No, no, it's not about travelling types. Um, it's about uh, Val Kilmer. No, anyway, it's it's from 2010, and it's uh, it's set on it's Chris it's Christmas Eve, isn't it? It's Christmas Eve night at a police station, yeah. and um, basically it, it's a quiet, sleepy. We get the impression quite a small town, I think, or at least a, yeah. And and basically, a creepy man turns up claiming that he wants to t- confess to a murder, and it then it's Val Kilmer, and. <laughs> he doesn't confess that it's Val Kilmer. No, I confess. I am a cantankerous actor. <laughs> and um, and basically, he wants to confess to a murder, and then, and then, and then, so they start questioning him. But but it, but he's he, but then he goes really. He, he doesn't. He's very enigmatic, isn't he? Thank so he doesn't you. really. Yes. He says he, he says he, I, I've I've killed a whole bunch of people, and they're like, all right, give us your name. I'm no one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and tell us anything about it, and he just sort of gets lets himself get led to the cell, and then just sort of keeps stum a bit, and you're going to go right. Well, he's obviously got some sort of horribleness he's going to bestow. Yeah. Um, as you as 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 this is happening, you find out that there. Oh, sorry. The very beginning of the movie, mm. we see a little girl being abducted in a sort of dream sequence, like a sort of pasty dream sequence. Yes. Um. Which turns then, out to be the little girl of the the head honcho cop in this this yes. small this small this yeah. small, it turns out his girl was taken from him by some some dude and you also find out is this okay to go on with this bit of the plot absolutely dude? basically yeah. you also find out that what happened was that all of the police people within this were involved and when this this cop's little girl went missing they found a sort of a vagrant traveler type who they yeah. thought had done the moida of the, had, had abducted the little girl and they all set about beating seven bells out of him to try and get the information about the little girl yes in, in various <coughs> sort of um horrible ways essentially in various some, some may even ways. use the word torture yes it basically is torture you know he has a noose put round his neck a noose a noose yeah, which is like a noose, only not quite as tight. No, it's squashier. <laughs> There's a noose put around his neck. He's punched in the face repeatedly. He's... I can't remember exactly all the different things, but you see it over a number of flashback scenes um, during the course of this film. And I think it's okay and not too spoilerific to, to say that Val Kilmer... Stop me if you think I am being too spoilerific. No, no, but, no, no, no. Val Kilmer, it seems, is some kind of avenging spirit who's essentially he, he's 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 trapped in this um, cell and he starts to tell a story of how somebody dies and that is how then that person dies at that time. Yes, from this collection of cops. Yeah, um, whether they are near him or not, the the dying still. Yes. Seems to occur. And when I started watching this film, I realized it didn't feel. I think it's fine. It's it's in our slasher group, but it didn't feel quite as slashery as I think no, our well, first I, two I, films felt. felt no, I, actually, I'm going to slightly flip that on its head in a weird way. Okay. Because when I started watching it, I thought it did feel quite slashery. Mm. 
because we had the setup of like you know random deaths, small group of people caught in a small place. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the music was really bang on slashery. Mm. And the more it continued, the less sort of slashery I felt about it. I guess I don't know. The deaths cap. The deaths sort of happen. The deaths kind of happen in a slashery kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just but there I, is. I suppose you d- you don't seem to have a single stalking figure like you do in something like well in in the classics you know i don't yes. necessarily mind because I'm, there's obviously a supernatural element to this plot yes and i'm wondering if they were trying to subvert the, you know flip that genre thing on its head that you don't have instead of having the unseen stalker you have a seen stalker in a place where you see them mm. like you know it's not like oh where is that where is that guy in the mask who's going to stab me in the face? It's actually the guy who's killing me is sat in that police cell. How the hell is he killing me? But yeah. I know exactly where he is. Yeah, and I don't think we should go any further without mentioning Val Kilmer's whistle. Because the creepy motif um, yeah. of of this bad guy is this... He keeps, he keeps doing it. He keeps whistling, and it's a kind of... I can't. I can't. It's, it's not very annoying at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it it's happened. really particularly, particularly unannoying. <laughs> and he does it really quite a lot. And um, and yeah, and then and then something will happen. And yeah, yeah. It, and basically, it builds, and they they start getting killed off one by one. And and some of them, most of them, get killed in the environs of this this sort of. What are you clunking around for, dude? What on earth don't, are you I doing? Don't, don't just carry on talking. I'm running out of battery power. I was hoping <laughs> oh, just to do it while you carried on talking <laughs> so I wouldn't have to make an edit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just made that loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Most of the cops do die in the environs of this uh, police station. But then, but also, like, there's a bit when... They go off, they drive away, and then they seem to find an abandoned car, and still they're sort of taken down by this spirit. Now, the thing is, what this really has most in common with, I think, is an Inspector Calls. Do you know the oh, play? I do. That's a very sort of highbrow, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, um, a very highbrow illusion. But it is, just think about it, because like, the plot of An Inspector Calls, now it's a long time since I've seen An Inspector Calls, although there was that adaptation yeah. on BBC not that long ago, I think. But anyway. I saw it quite recently, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, is that um, an inspector turns up at a Victorian family's, or is it Edwardian, whatever, uh, yeah. <laughs> turns up at their house, and it turns out that a young, um, poor woman has died, I, th- I think through drinking... Not bleach, but something horrific. And something, she's di- yeah. She's died in a horrific way. And then it turns out that each of them in this family had a hand in the death of this girl. And then, I don't really want to say any more because there are going to be... People no, you, there don't who- spo- you don't want to spoil Inspector Calls. It's great. No, but there's a there's a, there's a a otherworldly element to it all, shall we say. Yes. And in this, obviously the whole thing is that they each of the cops had a hand in the assault of this vagrant back when the, yeah. the, the, the the cops little little um girl went missing. The girl went missing, yeah. But I mean they really they there's so much ABCing of the plot. Do you know what I mean? Like they really tell the plot over and over again. Oh like, gosh, this... yeah no exposition up the wire. Like so <laughs> the thing is, 
My notes for this mm. run to about six lines. <laughs> really? Because it's a pretty simple plot. Yeah. You go, guy turns up, they put him in a cell, he starts to kill people somehow while recounting their deaths, and we flash back a lot to the way that they beat up a vagrant who may or not be Val Kilmer. Um, spoiler. It's Val Kilmer. And there seems um, to be... There, yeah, and exactly. And it starts to really feel like filler, doesn't it? Oh, it's just stacked full of filler. Yeah. And the other thing is, and I'm going to do I'm going to do something that I will do quite happily. And the thing that really uh, I don't get about... So normally you get the Avenging Angel thing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Where um, they are writing a wrong. But actually, even though they sort of try and throw you a red herring, they're not writing a wrong. He did abduct the girl. <laughs> So actually, Spoiler he's alert. just coming back as a total dick. <laughs> no, it's not like it. it's not like I'm coming back because I was innocent and you beat me. I'm coming back because I killed your little girl, and then I'm just going to kill you. I know it makes no sense, and as well, it's like one of those things where you just thought, but they know they've got a fairly average film here, so they're just going to add a little twist, to, you know, to kind of go, "Woohoo! You didn't expect that, did you?" But in fact. Well, it just makes the whole bad film not make any sense or make less sense it's than it did. Rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's awful, isn't it? It's really, really bad. And Val Kilmer is really, really bad. And I <coughs> really, really feel sorry for him, although I don't, because apparently, you know, yeah. he's pretty awful to work with and has brought this on himself a lot. But I really wanted to jump into the movie and go, Val, 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 just look <laughs> at your back catalogue. You are so much more... What... What have you got to? Where have you got to in your life that meant you meant you signed up to this? And furthermore, that you signed up to it and then didn't walk out when you saw the caliber of actors you were working with, the script, the direction, the everything apart from the quite good music. I think it must have just been very convenient. I think this must have been filmed very close to his home. I would have hoped so. I would hope there is a reason, or it was a family member, (laughs) or somebody owed a great debt to, and I don't mean financially, but I rather suspect that's that may be hardly the case that he did it for the money. Because when it can't have been that much money, it looks like it was made for two pound fifty. No, exactly. This this actually reminded me in ways of the Last Heist. Do you remember that that Henry Rollins film we did a while ago? Oh God, I preferred the Last Heist. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah, definitely. It, It reminded me, as you've alluded to with your movie, of Krampus the. Christmas Devil. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely it was better made than that. But yeah, I agree. It's in that sort of in terms of having loads of filler. I mean, it is better yeah. made than that. I do. Oh, I it do is. Think, but, I mean, but, look, yeah. it, look, totally. In some ways, it's sort of like, and I and I am I will have to wash my mouth out for saying this, but totally, it had something like it looked like they were trying to go for a Pontypool kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pontypool is such a vastly superior movie and such a vastly superior movie to many horror movies. I think it's an mm, absolutely it's great. cracking movie. But um, that's, that's sort of felt like the feeling they were going for with it. And they did, you know, to a certain extent, achieve a creepiness and uh, a, a sort of seasonal vibe to it. Like, it didn't look bad. It wasn't badly shot. But my word, it's a terrible movie and a travesty that um, Val Kilmer has sunk so low. Yeah, as to make this steaming pile of like it, it you're right. Filler is exactly what it's a, an entire movie of filler. It's like it's a short film. No, exactly. And this is the thing. I think fundamentally, this there's enough plot in here for a 
um, you know, in a Twilight Zone episode or something like that. Or, yes, you know, yes, or yes. Tales of the oh, Unexpected that's good. Well done, you. And I think, yeah. I think and although just... it's not Tales of the Unexpected, it's Tales of the <laughs> Utter Bleeding Obvious. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I mean by the ABCing of it. Because, like, yeah. So, okay, so, so you've got lots of Val Kilmer looking moody and whistling. Okay, you've got yes. lots of this flashback to the torture of this this person in the past. Okay, yeah. So. The one of the first deaths is this slightly sort of overweight, cowardly. There's an overweight sort of cowardly cop that seems yeah. really unpopular with all the other cops and seems so cowardly. You kind of think, I don't believe you could have become a cop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but anyway, he's being offed as um, creepy Val Kilmer is describing him being killed to the police. Yes. And um, and they, and they and so at one point someone says, "Why are you doing this?" And Val Kilmer says something along the lines of, "He who does nothing still faces consequences." And we cut back to the struggling death scene, you know, the the, the torture scene from the does past, the and route? you see the, the 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 overweight guy not really joining in with the beating up, but not really lifting a finger to stop things. So it's just like yeah. this. Oh, I see. So, oh, what you're saying is that they're not even that guilty man, the one that didn't do much. Oh, yeah, but he's still there because it's like a sin of omission thing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Now you. Oh, so you're killing him anyway even though oh right okay sorry just run that by me one more time (laughs) (laughs) but again it all comes down to I'm sorry what are you avenging yourself for as well (laughs) you know one of my favourite things though because like because obviously it's supposed to be very moving I know that this um that the, the the main cop has lost his little girl a year before or whenever it was yeah. but one of the things it sort of gets back to is that she gave him a pen <laughs> it's a birthday um, present and it's like a gold pen with engraved like to the best daddy on the side and it's just like yeah. how, I don't know when was the last time you saw a six year old what should we get daddy for Christmas um, oh, an engra- a gold engraved pen <laughs> <laughs> my daughters are always giving me engraved pens <laughs> just absolute twaddle and um and that turns into a weapon at one point, that gold pen, doesn't it? In a very yeah. obvious bit of... Ugh. Very, very. Uh, telegraphed eight years before. This is eight years before the movie should actually have ended. We yeah. should have ended ten minutes into the movie. One great thing, though, is that, okay. dude, this is now the second podcast of our new feature, Best Line, yeah. Worst Line. And by Jove, this gave us lots and lots of worst lines, didn't it? I mean, it, they were, they were coming so at me many... like confetti. It's so in our sort of best line, worst line kind of vibe there were so many worst lines and it's very hard to find a best line and my best line wasn't actually a best line but what was your worst line johnny no but this is the thing because like yeah this is a classic example where my best line is is also a worst line but it was the best line that actually made me openly guffaw my worst line okay you ready my worst line it's something val kilmer says and he says you're about to take a high seat among the devils of the dark <laughs> Brilliant! That's so laughably awful. That's I think that's during the death scene of the of a female character who gets a sort of bag over her face, and yeah. it goes on for ages. Her oh, death, do you God, remember? That? It, it does. goes on for, like you think it's ended, and then suddenly it starts up again. It's almost like a spoof movie. Is she does she explode in the car in the end or something? I can't remember, but somehow her head seems. To I, be I really have absolutely no compunction about spoilers, by the way, because I would no. not recommend a single person watch this movie. No, but. I agree. Not even for S's and G's. Um, my worst line was almost the first line uttered in the movie. It's about the third or fourth line uttered in the movie because it makes it's a makes no sense. B is in unbelievably poor taste, <laughs> and C was terribly delivered. It's just like beautiful, and I am not the arbiter of taste. You know me well enough. No, to know definitely that. not. And we've said this before. A few things offend me, and I got, I don't think I was offended. I just like I think. 
is just so poorly judged. The guy goes, keep the heat down. It's like Christmas in Auschwitz in here, for F's sake. Oh, yeah. I forgot At which point, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten that. You've made an allusion to the Holocaust, and are you trying to say it's the ovens? Really? (laughs) Are you you actually thinking this is an acceptable line? Yeah. No, I... it's It's not said by... A guy in a clan outfit. No, this it's is just a character. Just a, you know, it's it's yeah. meant to be. I think it's meant to be a sort of tough guy, funny line. Yeah. And I go, wow, that was that was spectacularly badly judged. <laughs> but my favourite line was okay, not so really a line. Mo- sorry, are you moving to best line. I'm moving to best line. Yeah. Oh, well, you go. You have you got a best line? Oh yeah, I've got a best line. Oh, sorry. Hit, hit with your best line. Oh, I don't, I don't want to. Wait, wait, it's just after the overweight cop has been strung up. You know, he's hanging. His body's hanging up in the re- hanging outside the building. Yeah. And um, there's lots of shouting and cutting back and forth. And then we hear dialogue from one of the female characters speaking to a male cop, a female cop speaking to a male cop. And there's a flirtation between the two of them. They've we've seen them snog. Yeah. And he's quite sort of sleazy. Anyway, um, it cuts to her, and she's saying, uh. All of this makes me wonder if God really exists. And he says, Baby, don't fill your head with all that freaky shit. (laughs) (laughs) All that freaky shit. That's awesome. That's cool. I like that. Baby, don't fill your head with all that freaky shit. (laughs) I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Yeah, what was your best line? Um, It's not a line at all. It was was someone's name in the credits. (laughs) It was... (laughs) It was just so perfect. There's a guy whose his credit is just construction, and he's called Baron Shaver. <laughs> that was just my favourite name ever. Wowzers. I'm Baron Shaver. It's That's like the awesome. ultimate like construction by Baron Shaver. Such an ultimate tough guy name. <laughs> At the same time, sounds a bit like someone who shaves so much there's nothing left on their face, or. <laughs> Um, some sort of brilliant aristocrat. Call <laughs> for Baron Shaver. He's oh, having the servants dude. whipped at the moment. That's good. I still think, yeah I, I, yeah. I think I think that what I did immediately after watching this was actually I went onto YouTube and um put and just searched uh, for you know bits of Top Secret. It's just because um I really love Val Kilmer's character in Top Secret. Yeah, and I and I really like those sort of. Beach Boys pastiches he does, you know the skeet surfing stuff right at the beginning. Even though he's not in that scene, but See, how, this is why I don't understand: is how that could that man have been so insufferable to work with and made Top Secret, mm. or did it happen post Top Secret? But like Top Secret, fab. Yeah. Um, him in Top Gun, great. Heat, mm. great. Willow, great. Oh. So many, so many great bits of Val Kilmer, and now he's in this sort of horrible. E-rated, and that's this is an E from me. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd well, forgotten about letters. No, it's definitely an E it's, from me. Though I just I, don't bother. The thing is, I've had a worse time this week, uh, this this podcast than you. But I, I still, there was part of me that quite enjoyed enduring the traveller. It did have some oh, right. of the so bad it's good stuff for me. I, I oh, found for it me, much I less of a bind. It... I found it much less of a bind than Krampus. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Like, Krampus is easily the worst movie I think we're ever going to watch on this podcast. Sure, sure. But um, 
the traveler i just i was like oh god when will this end because frankly mm. it's the same thing over and over again and the deaths aren't that great and that's that's why no, the, the deaths are was, terrible like, aren't they no but the deaths that, are terrible thing, i think the thing is that when when that bloke said uh, when she said it makes me wonder if god really exists and he says you know don't, don't fill your head with all that freaky shit i openly laughed and i just think for that moment it sort of it just gave me a little something so for me that gives it it's, it's an e plus yeah, fine, you can have an E+. Plus. I'm going to go straight for an E. I'm not going to bother with an E-. minus. I'm going to no. dignify it with an E-. minus. It's just an E. It's just rubbish. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't no, bother. Definitely don't. Bin it. Nah. All right. Well, that's us done for this week. Yeah. But there is always next time. Yes. And next time, we decided, because we've um, been uh, we've been going through, we've been quite horror-y of late. And we yeah. both like a bit of horror, but I think we're both, you know, we've done vampires. That wasn't, wasn't that horror but it was sort of horror And then... Obviously, what was the other horror one we did recently? Haunted Houses. Haunted Houses and now Slashes. Mm. So we are going back to an old favourite genre of ours that we've not touched on for a long time, namely rom-coms. Oh, yeah. yeah. And actually, interesting interesting point of note. The director of The Last Girls, or sorry, The Final Girls, mm. a chap called Todd Strauss-Schulson. Oh, good name. Um, has a rom-com up next on his slate oh, with really? Liam Hemsworth, Rebel Wilson... And Adam Devine, who plays Bumper in Pitch Perfect. Oh, good. I, I'm, mm. I'm glad to see Adam Devine getting work. I like him as Bumper. Yeah, so do yeah. I. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's a movie I'm going to be looking out for, having enjoyed, you know... The Final Girls. The Final Girls so much. Um, yeah, and the film... So, for people who want to play along at home, the film we're going to watch, our combo film next time for rom-coms, is Aloha. Aloha. Aloha from 2015, in case there's more right. than one Aloha out there. And, there um, probably is. It it's sounds got, like it should have been made in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. Well, just from the picture, it looks like it could have been. It's got Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, Rachel McAdams in. Okay. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a massively stellar cast. Why haven't exactly. I heard of this? Exactly. So is, Aloha is what we're going to watch together. You okay. watch it too. Tell us what you think. And, um, and you know, maybe, you'll, maybe we'll mention you in the next podcast, if you're very lucky. Yeah. And if you do want to get in touch about that, or if you want to, if you've seen either of these movies, any of these movies, or there were three of them, you know, watch the Final Girls and tell us what you thought about it, or watch the Traveller and then just no, don't. I'm lying. Don't watch the Traveller. No. Watch something else. No, um, go and find some good Val Kilmer and watch that. Yeah, um, but do uh, do get in touch. And if, as ever, there's any direction you'd like to point us in and pull the trigger, we will scurry off there. So um, we watch anything at gmail.com is the almost sort of snail mail thing these days but you can get us there we can get us on our Facebook um, facebook.com slash we watch anything and uh, the way that people most often see seem to get in touch at we watch anything on Twitter and we will pick it up and run with it like some kind of not knife covered football oh man stop with the knife thing. I said not I said not <laughs> so right. weird thanks for listening everyone do get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Yes. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be with you next episode. Yes. See you all soon. Take care Bye. now. Thanks for listening. Yes. Bye. Is that, that's like you're reading a list. <laughs> what, what, my bye-byes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. It's, it's, Bye. Been, it's been nice.